Hey there, I'm Breezy. Welcome to Breezy Lifestyle. This series called From Struggle to Success is as real as it is helpful. Every episode, I share with you a real life story of mine with one, if not many, struggles. I then show you the error of my ways and how I can do better moving forward, as well as how I could have done better than two. Through real examples of my struggling to success, I show how neuroscience and implementing lifestyle success tools can help us rather than hurt us. And they make life so much easier. We discover the power within ourselves and how to shape the world around us as we need it for a lifetime. Through the foundation of science and my real life, I show how you can turn any struggle into an absolute success without totally having to change who you are. It's all about making better choices every day to feel better as to then live better for a lifetime. I took back control of my life and so can you. Welcome to From Struggle to Success. My entire life, I have been an outrageously terrible sleeper. Insomnia has been a lifelong struggle. Around the age of three or four years old, which is when I became aware I was not sleeping. What's more at this age is that I can recall beginning to have panic attacks at this age as well. So basically, as soon as I became cognizantly aware as a child, a lot was going on internally for me, both in my mind as well as in my body. I had a traumatic upbringing. I actually feel like it's an understatement to say that sleep is a tremendously important part of life. I feel like a lot of words that once carry weight are just seen as fluff now. Even though we all seem to know that sleep does indeed reset our ability to be focused, alert, and emotionally stable in our day-to-day wakeful life, Somehow, both I, as well as it seems a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, do not take sleep seriously. Can I argue to posit that we do not take life seriously? I apparently was not. We are choosing to take the very thing that is the foundation of life and make it not even secondary to our choices and desires. But a lot of us seem to be putting sleep last. Is the foundation of your home the last thing? No, it's the first thing. And if your foundation goes, your home goes. I'm going to say it one more time. Sleep is the foundation of life. More and more research is coming out proving this. I am one of the people responsible for supporting the forever hustle culture and the concept that we can sleep when we're dead. I'm so sorry to all the friends that I said that to, though I knew where I was coming from. A lot of what I meant was do what you need to do so that you can have the long life that works best for you. And that's a really great reason why I became a business owner at the age of 23. I did what I needed to do. Obviously, in this podcast, you also learn I did a lot of things that I just wanted to do that went entirely against my needs. 
And in regards to hustle culture, hustling is important, but not always. Hustling is a concept you absolutely should apply to life if you are in an immensely tough spot and you need change, especially if you need change soon. I have a lot of single mothers that reach out to me for assistance. And the word that I use alongside helping them is hustle. And I make it very clear that they're not going to have to hustle for forever. But in order to get out of maybe their abusive relationship or get into an apartment on their own, they have to hustle. And what hustle means is maybe for some people getting a second job or you know, doing those extra necessary things to get where you need to be in life. That's hustle. Hustle isn't forever. If you're hustling forever, I'm going to argue your life is like just not working out because you're constantly having to hustle, right? To make it work. Hopefully you can hustle your way to a sustainable life. And one way that you're going to be able to really enjoy your sustainable life is if you sleep restfully. (laughs) You will be able to process it all. I understand now that our best accomplishments come from a healthy mind and body. And there is nothing we can do in life that will replace the power and necessity of sleep. I became a professional blamer and complainer in my late 20s. I was very good at complaining about how rough mornings were and how sleep is not a part of life. I would be tired all day, except at bedtime, of course and lacked motivation to even do the things that I loved. I could barely focus on words being said and my memory was frighteningly terrible. I did a great job finding things in my external realm to point my finger at. Whether it was, oh, well that Netflix show ended up being longer than I thought, or oh, that last cup of coffee really got me in the like later in the day, somehow, I would point at Netflix or that cup of coffee rather than at myself. After all, I chose to continue to watch the screen and I chose to make as well as drink a later day cup of coffee. The only direction the finger should ever veer and point is at the self. We make our own choices. Nobody is force feeding us. Nobody is taping our eyes open and making us watch Netflix or Hulu. We are doing that to ourselves. Obviously, when I was a kid, I didn't have much control over life. As a kid, you're just like following the path that you're given and you're trying to make it the best that you can. So when I was a kid, I couldn't really implement any protocols or practices to help my sleep. It's unfortunate I saw life this way. And it's unfortunate I did not have an adult in my life that cared that I wasn't sleeping. My sleeplessness was something I very much made known. And you could see it in my day-to-day child life. I mean, you could just read it on my face. You can tell when kids aren't sleeping well. My mom would even say to me when I was a young child, You're just so stressed out, Breezy. You're just so used to operating off of being stressed. You look so tired. Like she knew we were all insomniacs, me and my twin sister and my other sister. If anything, she made it worse. My childhood was very traumatic and chaotic. I was very unsupported and very alone. What I know now could have really helped my child self out with sleeping better. 
a lot of stuff. As an adult, I have become the driver of my own vessel, taking the wheel and making my own decisions. I made the choice after years of struggling, even as a young adult, to turn down the lane that is a healthier sleep habit or routine or ritual, whatever you want to call it. I did not want to continue to suffer and struggle and not show up as a better version of myself. I did not do a good job showing up for myself and others. Sure, I'm a rock-solid friend and the most trustworthy, but my emotional regulation was zilt to none during the many years of me not sleeping. I was a B-word and it isn't breezy. So many episodes to come on this. So many episodes covering depression, anxiety, aggression, rumination, emotional regulation. I'm going to be here for years, people. I was barely sleeping three to four hours a night. And with what I know about research, what I know about sleep now, is even after just one week of a human getting six hours of sleep or less, I think it's it's like a 20% increase in, I think it's like heart issues or something. I'm going to get back to you on these details. I mean, I'm just going to be screaming this stuff on my Instagram like I already am. You can check me out from struggle to success. So anyways, I was barely sleeping three to four hours every night my entire life. And I wasn't barely getting REM. And we're going to talk about REM in other episodes. We need REM. Like, we will die without REM. I think it's like 40 or 60 days without REM you could perish. I had no idea. I'm now 33 years old. I finally started to sleep regularly at the age about 31, 32. I fixed my sleep. I reclaimed my sleep. I have reclaimed my life. I can fall asleep as well as stay asleep nowadays. It's not perfect, especially if I've made certain choices during the day or the night before. But it is quality sleep in comparison to my lifetime of just not prior. Before moving into the realm of control that is adulthood, I'm going to shed some light on how I could have done just a bit better even as a child. I believe it's important that I show how much my decisions as a child or how much my mom not stepping in and helping me make better decisions as a child truly and negatively impacted my sleep. One of the major factors of sleep is this molecule called adenosine. Starts with an A, adenosine. I don't blame you if you were expecting me to say dopamine. We talk every day about how dopamine runs the show. What happens is adenosine builds up more and more as we are awake, and it creates the hunger for sleep. So... However long we've been awake is important because this molecule adenosine is going to build up in conjunction with how long we are awake, and therefore we will then be more sleepy. So if we were only awake for two hours, we're not really going to be very sleepy. Sleepiness hasn't really built up all that much after just being awake for two hours. So just to repeat this like adenosine mechanism one more time. So as soon as we wake up, like the sleepy chemical called adenosine is activated to start filling us up 
So think of us as like a thermometer, I don't know, that rises and fills or you're pouring a, a glass full of water. Eventually, we will be all full. We will be poured full of adenosine. And that's when we're like, holy smokes, I'm so tired, I got to go to sleep. So adenosine builds up when we aren't awake. Sleepiness needs to build up. In a bit, I will mention how light exposure can super screw up our sleepiness and readiness to be tired for bed. Light exposure can just like screw up our whole life. And now that we have all of these devices, we are screwing up our lives. We're screwing up how we feel about life. We're screwing up what we can do in life. It's amazing and not a good way. Caffeine is a blocker to adenosine. Entirely blocks our sleepiness. This isn't a good thing. So though I wasn't drinking caffeine as a kid, which we're going to cover, I think it's just the next episode is caffeine, I was still deeply impacting how much adenosine I was building up. Okay, so we've learned that adenosine is one of the major factors of sleep. Well, one of the main things that adenosine receptors operate off of is how much light we are getting. It's what communicates you know, to our body, like, oh, it's time to start pouring the adenosine or it's time to start doing other things. We can now state the following. How much light we get every day directly impacts our sleep. You better believe we will cover circadian rhythm and hacking the 24-hour cycle in other episodes. For today, we are talking light, the adenosine molecule, and good old dopamine. A major thing that a lot of us are mistakenly doing is we're not getting sufficient sunlight in the early parts of the day, and it can be overcast. Sunlight is key for establishing healthy sleep as well as wakeful rhythms. Sunlight is just key. Appropriate light exposure helps us fall asleep easier at night. Sunlight is literally the foundation to proper sleep and circadian health. So sleep is the foundation to us, our life. Well, the foundation to sleep is sunlight. So if we've got sunlight feeding us and then we are making the right choices for sleep, we are so good to go, people. Best life ever. All right, so my circadian rhythm was screwed up. Therefore, my adenosine levels were screwed up and I was not sleeping. I didn't have any sleepiness in me. One of the huge things that I should have been doing as a kid, even though I grew up in gray overcast northern Wisconsin, was go outside in the morning. Even with overcast skies, I can get the sunlight I need. I didn't have a lot of control, but I had the choice to go outside or at least near a window, right? I now know I could get the sunlight I needed even if the skies were totally gray. I will say direct sunlight truly feels so much better. Wow, and that's my seasonal effect talking. Like, I need a lot of D. To be clear, you don't need brilliant and direct light all day, every day to sleep normally. Furthermore, this light, if you just focus on Lux, L-U-X, you're good to go. The amount of Lux that minimally comes from sunlight, like good sunlight, is 10,000. 
So if you like download a free Lux Meter app on your phone, you, you just point it at all the things, like you point at your computer, no more than 500. Point it at, um, you know, photo shoot box light, 700 maybe. You can take this Lux Meter and really actually know how much sunlight you're getting every day or how much light Lux you're getting every day. It's the Lux that is important. So you can also buy light therapy lights. Some of them are pretty cheap, some of them are bougie. Just focus on the Lux and you're good to go. So even though I wasn't getting fed breakfast and nothing was going on in the house, it was just a whole bunch of me and just my sisters being alone, I should have gone outside. But instead, I would just watch TV or hop on the dial-up computer. And get this, I fell asleep with a TV on at night too. I was constantly surrounded by lights from screens. Nowadays, we call this screen time. I apparently was feeding myself a lot as a kid. The 90s kid. Flip phones came out, I think when I was in middle school. Like, I was trying to get as much screen time as I possibly could. As soon as it was invented, <laughs> I was like, gobble, gobble, give me more. Let me ruin my life. <laughs> Nowadays, we have multiple streaming services and can scroll on our phones all day tonight and through the night. That screen time is also immensely and negatively impacting sleep. I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry to say it because I'm trying to like save lives, people. <laughs> screen time and light will be super covered in different episodes from Struggle to Success. It is also immensely covered in the Sleep Success course. Oh my gosh, if you really want to reclaim your whole life, obviously reclaim your sleep, this is a course for you. So even though I didn't have a lot of control as a kid, I had enough to at least get a little sunlight. I also could have at any point turned off the TV at night or not turned on the TV during the day. With all this being said, it is indeed easier said than done, right? And why? Why is it easier said than done? Well. We're going to cover that in many other episodes to come, but a major thing was I was afraid to close my eyes at night. The darkness brought extreme fear into my body. I would be fearful of leaving my room or even just get off my bed to use the restroom. I would like hurt my body not giving me what I needed because of my fears. Sound familiar? Have fears ever held you back from your needs? During the long days of caring for myself, I used TV to not only pass the time, but to assist with emotional support, entertainment, and education. Though I apparently had choices, there was a lot going on inside of me. I understand why a lot of people struggle and suffer when they do not want to, because issues live way deeper inside of us than what we are and are not doing on the surface. So we don't see everything. Not sleeping is a big deal because I was not sleeping well. I would be a crabby kid, right? With this being said, a majority of my emotional issues had to do with what was going on inside the home and my poor attachment to my mother. These experiences growing up also negatively impacted my ability to sleep. If we are not getting good sleep, our mood is absolutely impacted 
It is not magic, it is science. When we fix our sleep, we begin to further repair our anxiety, ability to learn, problems or issues, our focus, and our capacity to feel okay every day. I could talk for hours about the real life difficulties of fixing sleep as an adult, but it's possible. Smoking pot at night and in the morning, scrolling and doing late night computer work, staying up late just because, watching late night junk, eating all the everythings before bed, using sunlight blocking curtains for the morning. The list of habits that do not support a healthy or happy life can go on for a while. Now that I am in my 30s and sleeping healthy, what did I do to reclaim my sleep? It sure wasn't any of the aforementioned. In regards to today's episode and highlighting neuroscience mechanisms, here's what I did to my sleep ritual. First of all, I created a sleep ritual, which if you take the sleep course, I even share mine. So here's just some tidbits. No screen time of any sort between the times of 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. Low to no light from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Absolutely no screen time or almost just any light sources from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And to be factual and clear, no human should have any screen time or bright light source from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. unless you indeed want to alter your circadian rhythm, which means your hormone levels are being altered. Like everything inside you is being altered. Like light sets off this internal clock and, and starts it going. It resets it. So if you if you got bright lights at 4 a.m., you're telling yourself a whole bunch of things that aren't true. And then right after all of those truths, you're trying to tell yourself, no, we're going back to sleep. And your body's like, no, we're starting this clock up. There was just a bunch of light. If you really want to learn more on circadian circadian stick around for other podcast episodes but really take that sleep course all right what else am i doing i gave up caffeine years ago thanks to my anxiety but nowadays i consume kratom or kratom or kratom to immensely help my anxiety and depression i'm sure not to drink it after 2 p.m kratom is legal except in five states it wasn't legal in wisconsin Kava is also mighty beneficial, notably in the evenings too. I'm going to cover natural supplements and things we can intake in other podcasts. And I might even just do a whole podcast on Kratom. Kratom has saved my life. Also, movement and hoop dance, that saved my life. That saved my life early in my 20s. If you really want to start fixing the things that are going on inside you, if you don't like what's going on, do movement. Do free Form fun expressing movement so nothing like strict and structured and makes you like hate it it's all about that flow state baby lastly no more late night computer work wah, wah. though I used to feel revved up and could even leverage my dopamine to work all night after a full day of like work or classes and all this other stuff I now understand that that cortisol peak that happens for humans in the evening is not meant for us to use to stay awake. Oh no, honey. I'm pretty sure that that cortisol peak is just like some biological mechanism that 
we shouldn't really be engaging in anymore because we don't need to check in with our environment to see if we're safe, if it's okay to close our eyes. We live in such a safe, modern, tech, cozy world that some of our internal mechanisms are useless now. This cortisol peak at night is useless. But a lot of people are saying, oh, but I'm, I get my best like wind of energy right before bed or I'm most creative. That is your chemicals and stuff tricking you. <laughs> Trust me, most of us have kind of the same internal clock. Like it's off by a few hours, but we are not supposed to be awake in the middle of the night. Just period. We process and function off of light. If I want to be in a good mood, if I want better mental health, if I want to be better at learning and focusing, if I want better metabolism, then it is important that I take control of my light exposure. Controlling light and my exposure behavior at night is very important to my mind and body every day. This isn't just like a once a week thing or a sometime thing. Every day. One last thing I want to mention. When we choose to be exposed to light such as phone screen light from 10 to 4 a.m., that choice of ours directly suppresses our neuromodulator that releases dopamine. If you're not new here, then you know that dopamine runs the show. It is like we are controlled by dopamine. So, not only does dopamine affect our mood, but dopamine is going to affect how we learn, if we have any sort of motivation throughout each day. And it can create all sorts of detrimental effects in our body and mind. If we are screwing with our circadian rhythm and getting too much light at night, then we are screwing with our dopamine. Dopamine is not something you want to screw with. I have learned to make dopamine work for me or else it will absolutely work against me. It is dopamine that will guide you to make whatever choices it is that you have decided you want to make in life. Dopamine does not care what you do. Dopamine just wants to be activated. Dopamine will motivate you to go towards all the things you have decided are pleasurable, decided, and continue to avoid self-chosen pains. Remember, dopamine is like a seesaw. It is always trying to balance that pleasure and pain by motivating us towards our chosen pleasures, even if it is a part of an addiction or it means we're going to lose our kids, even if it means we are going to have a painful morning and awful next day. Choose wisely. Choose a solid and healthy sleep ritual. Choose to take back control and at least control your light exposure. Whatever you truly choose will be backed by dopamine. In my words, this means you will feel supported from the inside out. I feel energized and aware every morning as soon as I wake up because of the sleep ritual choices I consistently make every day and night. Commit to yourself. Commit to your sleep. It was not easy for me then. So many things feel easy and lovely every day now. It's worth the short-term dopamine-created pain as to live a content life filled with serotonin. All the best today, Biebs. You got this.
Breezy, signing off.